Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show is made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I'm thrilled today to have my friend Kenton Lee. Many of you have heard of Kenton. He is the founder of Because International and the visionary behind The Shoe That Grows. We're going to talk to us a little bit about The Shoe That Grows and how it came about. I know We've shared it with our readers back in September of 2016. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but time flies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm really always surprised when I bring up the shoe that grows in conversations, especially with people who are entering the mission field and stuff. How many people haven't yet heard of the shoe that grows? So let's talk a little bit about how this all developed. I never get tired of hearing this. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I've lived in... Idaho my whole life, lived in Nampa actually my whole life. And I I kind of wanted to get out a little bit and I thought I was going to be a missionary, but I'd never um, been outside the U.S. before. So right after college, I decided before I commit to a, a life of a missionary, I should probably see if I could even even do it. Wise uh, choice. Yeah. And so for a year I, I traveled, I lived in Ecuador for six months and then in Kenya for six months. And it was while I was in Kenya, I got to live and volunteer at a small orphanage. And, and while I was there, it was probably my third week, something like that there. Uh, all the kids and I, we were walking uh, to church, actually. And so it was this small little village. We're walking down this dusty road, super hot day. The sun was high up in the sky. And I'll never forget, there was a little girl next to me wearing a white dress. And uh, as I looked down at her, I was just shocked because her shoes were way too small for her feet. She was wearing these shoes that, I mean, just didn't fit at all. And in fact, she had to cut open the front to let her toes stick out. And I don't know if she hadn't worn these before or if I just hadn't noticed or what, but this was like the first time I, I, I was seeing this and it just, it just got to me. You know, the pictures and I, I think they may be in the original um, issue when, when you were in the magazine, but even on your website, the pictures always stop me. They just stopped me dead in my tracks. And it's like, really? Yeah. And those pictures, they say a thousand words. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they really do. And so, I mean, that, that picture, that image of, of a child with their toes sticking out of these, of these kind of broken shoes that, that they'd cut open. I mean, that's really the whole idea. So that day was the day I had this idea for a shoe that could grow, you know, and, and shoes that can adjust and expand with a child's growing foot. <laughs> and, 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 and in third world countries, it's not just a matter of comfort. It's a matter of health and safety. You know, we're, we're so fortunate here in, in Idaho and not everybody. I, there's poverty here as well, yes. but, but for the most part, for me, I'll say for me, I grew up shoes. They were a fashion statement, right? You know, I got to pick shoes um, based on what I liked, what colors I liked, how it looked. Um, but, but for so many around the world, they need shoes as a life-giving resource, uh, a health resource to protect their feet from the dirty and dangerous things around them. Yeah, you know, it, I, I remember running around barefoot in the summers here in Idaho, but and I got to see it firsthand. And, and so many, I'm sure, of your listeners have gone on trips and seen it too. In other countries, there really are dirty and dangerous places, whether it's in rural places or or urban places. 
it's, it's just different than it is here. It really is a different world. And so uh, when kids have shoes, they're able to protect their feet from these dangerous things, from these soil transmitted diseases, from getting those cuts and scrapes and allowing things to enter their body through their feet. And even some kids, they need shoes for a school uniform as like a required part of a school uniform. And then, you know, kids over there, kids here, kids everywhere, they're, they're all the same. Like they, they enjoy having the things they need to succeed. They like getting a pair of shoes that fit and that feel good. And so whether it's my kids here in the U.S. or the the children we serve around the world, I mean, it is so great for kids to have what they need to be able to experience success. And so something as small as a pair of shoes can really make a big difference. I was watching a a video getting ready for today's conversation. I was watching your 10th anniversary video when you went back to Nairobi. And the one little girl that sticks in my mind is, the shoes make me feel special and I'm going to be a dancer. Yes. An accomplished, I I believe that was her term, (laughs) an accomplished dancer someday. Yeah. And I thought, you know, the things that we take for granted and it was not lost on her. And Mm -hmm. she made a real impact on my heart as I was getting ready to meet with you. But it didn't happen overnight. It didn't. Yeah. Once I had the idea and I came back home and I actually, I, I, I knew I couldn't be a missionary because I was so homesick. I missed, I missed Nampa. I missed, I missed Wendy's. I, I missed everything so much. And so, uh, so the it, sugar beet factory, the sugar beet factory, <laughs> everything. And, and so it was interesting. I knew, I, I knew I wasn't going to be an overseas missionary, but then my question both kind of to myself and, and to God became, you know, what could my mission be from here? What could my mission be from Nampa? And that's where I went back to that idea that I, I'm glad I wrote it down. But so I'd written down this idea for a growing shoe and I decided, you know, I could, I could, I could work on that from here. And it's something I think can make a difference. And so I jumped in with it. It took six years <laughs> from when I had the idea to when we had our, our first batch of 3000 pairs. Uh, so six years um, to, to work on it, but uh, finally did it. We'd made a shoe that could grow five sizes. It could last for years. And uh, we were just so excited. And at that point, it was just a small hobby in my life. It was something I was passionate about, but I was actually a, a pastor at the time. And this was just something I did on the side until in uh, April 2015, so about about five and a half years ago, um, we accidentally went viral. We had a story come out online about our shoes and, and that, I mean, just sparked a, a wildfire of publicity and it was uh, overnight, everything changed. And so in the last five, uh, five, five and a half years, we've distributed over 300,000 pairs of oh the shoe that grows to kids in over a hundred countries, uh, working with over 4,000 partners. I mean, so many churches, so many ministries, it has just been uh, I, I like to say an unexpected journey and, uh, and it's what I do full time. Now we have a great team here in Nampa that works on this full time. And, and we just love the work that we're doing with the shoe that grows. I love to visit your office. You guys just have <laughs> such a special environment folks. If you ever get a chance to stop by Daryl, they'll, they'll make you feel loved. It's fun. It's fun. Well, I was amazed when we talked about the original prototype and what you went through to that, because some of the big boys didn't want to play it's not practical. It's not going to work. And and you just persevered until you find an independent, a small independent, which I'm leading someplace with that. Yeah. Because small independent is often where so many of the changes are made. Oh yeah. And your whole story just continues to emphasize that. So 
I do want to touch briefly because I'm wearing them today. <laughs> I saw but, those. <laughs> but you do have you do have a regular um, I don't know if commercial is the right yeah, term. Commercial, to use. Yeah. A commercial line called the Grow Five. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we actually uh, never wanted to do commercial sales of our shoes. It was, it was not my passion. Uh, I really just wanted to get shoes to kids who needed them. But once we went viral, when we had all that publicity, um, some of the people that were reaching out to us were asking, hey, could we buy these for, for ourselves, for our kids, you know, like here, here in the States? And we kept saying, no, we're like, that's, that's not what we do. Um, but it was uh, one of those people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we told you no. Uh, but we had enough people ask. And, you know, it's, uh, we, we have so many wonderful supporters, but fundraising can, can be difficult, you know. Yep. And so we were looking for ways to, to get additional revenue into our nonprofit. And we thought, well, boy, if people want to buy these, let's provide a way for them to do that. And then we'll use a portion of those sales to come back to the nonprofit. So, yeah, we started a separate uh, commercial company called Grow5. We, we misspell the grow. So it's G-R-O-F-I-V-E. So Grow5. It's the exact same shoe. The exact same shoe we hand out around the world is the exact same shoe that Sandy has on today. Um, it just costs a little more. so <laughs> And it was worth it. I have to tell you, so I was strategic. Mm-hmm. My grandkids wanted a pair, each of them. And um, I knew that my our granddaughter was probably going to be more stylish oriented. And, sure. so, and she had bigger feet. So I ordered her the large. Mm-hmm. And I ordered her younger brother the small knowing that he would quickly outgrow them. So I actually inherited his. <laughs> nice, nice. And, so. and you know, it's a great pair of shoes. And truly, um, you know, uh, I believe if I have my numbers right, I think I do. Uh, 10%. So 10% of our overall revenue comes back to the nonprofit. We, we love that that part of this. That's really why we're doing it. Um, and so people can find them on uh, Grow5, G-R-O-F-I-V-E, Grow5.com or Amazon. And we actually sell about 100 pairs a month. So it's not not anything huge, but it is a way for anyone uh, for themselves. We have adult sizes or for their for their kids or grandkids. It's a great way to support our ministry and you get really a great pair of shoes. And they're comfortable. They're not bad. They're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. They're comfortable. <laughs> so um, the whole thing behind this, I, I love your motto, for lack of better words, of practical compassion. That's that's what it's all about. That, um, you, yeah, you always inspire me. I mean, you're young enough to be one of my kids. <laughs> you have good parents. I doubt they'll let me adopt you. But I never talk to you that I'm not inspired that to hmm. do more, to try harder, to you. You just are one of those people. And again, getting ready for today. Um, Because it's been a little while since you and I've talked. Um, I I listened to, I visited your TED Talk and I loved when you were talking about practical compassion and it's the little thing that makes a big difference. And I I laughed out loud because when I used to have a resume, Mm -hmm. I no longer have a resume. (laughs) But when I had a resume, that was the bottom line on both the resume and my cover. Oh, no way. It's the little thing that makes the big difference. Oh, wow. And I thought, no wonder he and I just kind of talk the same language. And so that's, that's kind of cool. I love that. But I, so talk to us a little bit about because internationals mm-hmm. philosophy behind practical compassion, because it's not just putting shoes on kids in third world countries and, yeah. and that. So let's talk a little bit about what practical compassion looks like. Yeah. So you're exactly right. It is doing those small things that make a big difference. And, and that has been 
uh, a thread uh, throughout our entire story. I love how you say too, like it, it's those small independent, you know, yep. like people, small donations, small, an email here, uh, a, a Facebook post here. I mean, it truly those things I've seen them the last, the last several years, they've made a huge difference for us. And so, so we're excited. One of the the new things that we're doing really comes out of that, that mindset. Um, and basically we're looking for the next ideas and, yeah. and we're okay if they're small, we're okay if they're not perfect. You know? And so um, one of our newest programs, uh, cause we, we decided we really are more, more than just our shoes. Our mission is to use, use products as solutions to alleviate poverty and so our shoes are definitely one of those products, but we thought, how can we work with more products? And, and we know that our team from Idaho probably aren't the ones to think of the next ideas for a, a global solution, but there are so many people around the world who have amazing ideas to solve challenges right in their own community. And so we started a, a an incubator, uh, which is kind of a fancy word for a, a training um, but we call it the Pursuit Incubator. And so we work with young global entrepreneurs, people around the world who have uh, an idea for a product that they think could make a difference. I mean, very similar to our shoes, kind of an innovative product that can that can make a big difference. And so, but we work with them like as they're just getting started. So we don't need them to, you know, have made a million dollars in sales or, you know, anything like that. We want that back of a napkin idea. We want that young, passionate person who, who, wow, they, they've been living this and they know they can make a difference. They have a great idea for something. And so we have a 10 week program uh, where they can receive training and mentoring and funding to be able to take their idea to the next step. And, and we love that, you know, we, we get to come alongside and, and we don't, we don't do it for them. They're the ones doing it. We're just pointing them in the right direction with our training our, and our mentors. And really, I mean, we, we're just a small part of this for them, but we've already seen these entrepreneurs do amazing things. And so that's, that's practical compassion for us. You know, we, we don't need, and this was big for me, Sandy, as I realized this, sometimes you think whether it's something here at home, uh, in your neighborhood, in your church, at your school, or something globally, sometimes you think you need the perfect solution. Absolutely. You need the perfect plan. You need to have it all thought out. You need, you need everything set before you can do anything. And I just don't think that's true. I, I think you, even if you help one person, even if you do something, and if it doesn't quite work perfectly, but hey, you're doing it, and it's, it's making a difference. It's working. It's doing small things. I really believe there's power in small things. And so I agree. You know, we still don't quite know what we're doing. I'll be I'll be the first to admit that, but we're we're trying. We're trying to have our eyes open to to ways that we can help. We're trying to be practical with our compassion and if people say they they need help, we're going to try to help them. And so we really truly believe that there's power in small things. You know, I have to share it. One of the things that I've had to learn is do it afraid. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're afraid, do it anyway. Yeah. And because God's probably laid that on your heart to do it mm-hmm. and watching you because you came across the word of you came across my desk in June of 2015. Was it bad? It was probably no, it was your something brother. bad. Oh, okay. It was your brother. <laughs> he came to me at a park event uh-huh. and brought me your card and told me your story. Oh, wow. And your card sat on my desk for a year. <laughs> and it was really funny because I remember vi- vividly 
I'm going to call him tomorrow. And the next day you called me. And I was like, <laughs> yes, talk about God's perfect timing. And gosh, we were instant friends and it yeah, was totally. great. Yeah. But I've, I personally have had to learn, but as I've watched you and, and listened to you and gotten to know you, I know that there were times that you felt, you know, what, what can I do? I'm, oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're guilty of, I'm just from Nampa, Idaho. And, but wow, what life-changing things you have done. Well, I appreciate those kind words. Thank so, you, So uh, you, just, you just inspire <laughs> me. It's, it's just crazy. Um, so if people want to get involved yes. with, because International, the shoe that grows, um, your entrepreneurial program. Mm -hmm. How do they get involved and how do they find you? Yeah, you know, so for anybody out there who might be interested in donating, we love that. But but more than that, anyone who works with kids, anyone who knows ministries involved with kids around the world, we love making those connections. And so if you're interested in uh, anything to do with the shoe that grows, um, a great place to start is our website. And that's becauseinternational.org. It's kind of a mouthful, but becauseinternational.org. Or you can always Google uh, the shoe that grows and we'll pop up. And then with our entrepreneur program, which we are, again, are so excited about, we just got it started. And so as it begins to form and take shape, we really need some advisors, um, people that have business experience, um, people that have been entrepreneurs or you know, currently entrepreneurs. And part of our training is actually um, once a week during that 10 weeks is a call with a coach, with a, with a volunteer coach. And so anyone who might be interested in coaching a global entrepreneur with their idea, with their business, please reach out to us. Please go to our website and we would love to see if that could be a good fit. And truly, we we need people with business experience and entrepreneurship experience to to help us with this program or else we won't, we won't be able to grow it if it's just our team. So we're looking for volunteers to help with that. And again, a great place for our shoes or our pursuit incubator is our website, becauseinternational.org. I love it. I love it. And everything makes a difference. It does. Everything makes yeah. a difference. And, you know, folks, if you think that if you're listening to this today and you think, uh, you know, I just have this one little area of expertise, it may just be what one person needs. I have to, mm -hmm. this, this radio program is because one person said one thing to me. Yeah. And that was jump in and swim hard. But, you know. <laughs> and I'm glad they did because now I'm here but, and I get to share my story. Yeah. I mean, th those small things make a big difference. They really do. It does. It mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. So right now, um, one of the things I want to talk about just briefly, we just have a little time remaining, but I want to talk about um, right now you're involved in a prayer initiative in the city of Nampa. Yes. Working with Mayor Kling and, yeah. and a group there. So can you share with us just a little bit about this? Because it's not just about Nampa. I firmly right. believe every city in every state in the nation right now needs this. And yeah. so can you share with our listeners just a yeah. little bit about this prayer initiative? Definitely. This is another one of those small things that we're, that we're hoping can make a difference. Um, but basically, you know, I'm not on the front lines of, of COVID. I, I don't work at a hospital. I'm not a teacher. I'm not with the city government. But I had I just noticed in Nampa that, wow, they were everyone was struggling. I mean, really, yeah. the, especially the recent spike the last few months, it, it has taken a toll. And so I thought, how could I help just a little bit more? And I don't have any great ideas. And so someone uh, who had a similar thought, you know, and a couple of us, kind of a grassroots little thing, we got together and just said, how could we help? He said, let's, let's pray, you know, and, and that's such a great place to start. So we just decided we're going to call it Nampa United 21. 
And for the first 21 days of the year, uh, we're going to commit to praying every day. And I wanted to show you, Sandy, we didn't start a website. We don't have a Facebook page or anything, but I, I had the idea of, I'm just going to write down names on, on a piece of paper. I'm going to keep it in my pocket. So anyone who wants to join us with this Nampa United 21 and commit to praying for 21 days and, and trying to stay healthy too. We want to encourage people with kind of that faith and action, but um, I just said, I'm going to write their name down on a piece of paper that I keep in my pocket. So I've got the piece of paper right here. I've got 200 names down of, of and my name's on there. And your folks. name is on there as well. <laughs> I was about to say, Sandy, your name's on there and regular folk, you know, this, it's not the, it's, I mean, I'd, I'd put the governor's name down if you wanted to, but you know, I mean, it's, it's not big, important people. Like these are just regular people from Nampa and from around the treasure Valley who, who said, Hey, count me in. I can do that. I can, I can pray. I can go hard for 21 days and focus on this. And so it's been so fun to, again, it's not a perfect plan. It's not going to solve COVID for Nampa by any means, but I truly believe that 21 days of prayer can make a difference. You know, scripture tells us whenever two or more are gathered in yeah. his name, and you have over 200, I got over 200 yeah. <laughs> that are gathered in his name. But, you know, there's something too, because sometimes in our prayer life, Things can be so big and so overwhelming. And it's it's kind of like the story of the widow's mite. You know, what mm-hmm. difference can I make? And there's just something to know that I am part of a community that are joining me in prayer. I love it. You and I are friends on Facebook. And every day you point out, and I'm like, oh, I overlooked that segment. Oh, today it was, well, we're the show is pre-recorded. So today's yeah. was grocery workers. Yes. And, you know, those people are definitely on the front line because we all have to continue to eat. Yeah. And I have been uh, kind of, besides kind of praying in general, I I have been trying to pray for a specific group every day. And it's been interesting because I, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder, you know, 21 days are, you know, when I, when I first started this kind of had the idea, it was really, you know, we want to get kids back in school. We want to make sure the hospitals aren't as full and we want to keep our businesses open. I mean, it's kind of those three groups, businesses, schools, hospitals, but it's so much more than those three groups. And as every day someone has come to mind or someone has texted me and has reminded me of something or someone mentioned something, I I really think that I'm sure I'll have 21 (laughs) separate groups that have been affected by COVID that I'll be praying for. And, um, and you know, another small thing of this, I, 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 I'm probably not a prayer warrior. That's prob- probably, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that. I'm maybe not happy. I, I will admit, admit that, but I, I'm going to go beyond just these 21 days. I mean, it has been such a good habit for me yep. to, to focus on this, to pray specifically about this, to set aside time to do it. And so even for me, this has uh, already made a difference for, for me. And again, we hope it makes a difference for others. And if anyone wants to join us, you can still hop in. Feel free to reach out to me anytime and uh, I'll get your name on the list and you can you can start your 21 days right now. Even if you don't reach out to him, join us, folks. <laughs> we invite you to join us in prayer for your city, for not just for Nampa, but for your city, wherever you are listening. I knew this would happen. We're out of time. This has I've, been fun. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> I know is, I know we got to go. <laughs> this is what happens every time Kenton and I get together. It's And it's great. I love it. I always look forward to it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Folks, if you'd like to read Kenton's original story in Christian Living Magazine, you'll find it on our website, christianlivingmag.com. Under past issues, look for September, October 2016. We got to do that again. Let's do it. This brings our time to an end for this week. We invite you back next week when we have an extra special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. 
And until that time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.